This is not just a sermon, neither is it just a teaching. You're about to hear a message from God that will empower and equip you and cause you to excel in life here on earth and in eternity in heaven. Get ready for a transformation by the Word of God through His daughter, Pastor Fumi Obilana. As we fast and pray and give thanks to God, I want us to understand that we are in a very significant period. We are looking at all that God has done for us in the past, and we are looking forward to what he's going to do for us in future. So I want us to look at all that God has done for us, all that God has used us to do, especially as we approach Thanksgiving. We have a lot to give thanks to God for. But at the same time, we have a lot that we still need to do for God. And God will help us to do everything. The passage we read this morning talks of Nehemiah. Nehemiah um, was the king's cupbearer. And he said, it happened in Shizlav, in the land of Shuza. He said, as I was serving the king, he said, Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them, um, what is going on in Jerusalem? And they told him, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down, the gates are destroyed by fire. He said, as soon as I heard this, he said, I could not eat anymore. I could not eat, he said. I wept. I mourned for days and I continued fasting and praying. He said, I wept and I mourned. His heart was immediately broken. They told him, the, city, the, the gate of the city is broken. The gate of the city is the protection of the city. The gate of the city is the security of the city. When the gate of the city is broken, the city becomes vulnerable. The city is no longer safe. The city is no longer secure. Vagabonds can come in. Bandits can come in. Robbers can come in. Um, vandals can come in. When we bought this building, for instance, because the gates were not secure, vandals were able to come in and destroy. And they destroyed. It's only the grace of God that took us from that destruction to where we are today. And we come in here and we see what God has done and we give God glory. Nehemiah said, my heart was broken. I don't know about you. But when something affects me, when, 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 when something grieves me, when I'm worried about something, I can't eat. I can't. My appetite disappears. So if, if, if the thing bothers me for one week, I'm not eating for one week. I can't eat. I know some people, when they have issues, that's when they eat. <laughs> but for me, if something bothers me, my appetite disappears. Nehemiah said, I wept. I mourned. He said, I fasted. It wasn't that he wanted to fast. It was that he couldn't eat. He said, I sought the face of God. He, then, he said, then I went in 
had the king, I went back to work. I went to, because it was the king's cup bearer. I said, I went to serve the king. And the king looked at his face and said, what's wrong with you? Why are you looking the way you look? He said, and I was scared. Because if you are serving the king, you are not supposed to look unhappy. Now, it tells me that ordinarily, Nehemiah was a happy person. He was a cheerful person. By nature, he had a bright countenance. So by the time that countenance changed, by the time, he, you know, he, he came into the presence of the king, the king was, what happened? What happened? Nehemiah, what's going on? Why do you look the way you look? And you don't go to your workplace and tell your boss that the wall of my city is broken down. The wall of my life is broken down. The wall of my family is broken down. You don't go into, you, you, you don't go into work and your, and your boss says, what's going on? And you say, my, my, my wife just walked out on me. My husband just walked out on me. My, you know, my, 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 my health is in trouble. I just, my, my house just uh, became foreclosed. They just repossessed my car. He said, the gates of my city are broken. The king looked at him and said, there is no way this man can continue working here unless his problem is solved. I have good news for somebody. Because God is seeing you today and he knows that there's no way you can continue to walk with the gates of your life, the walls of your life broken like this. And because he knows, he's going to fix it in Jesus' name. Amen. The king said, what do you want? Nehemiah said, I want to go and fix my life. I want to go and fix my city. I want to go and fix my nation. I want to go and fix my family. And if that is the cry of your heart in this place today, I believe that God will give grace to you. Amen. For the broken walls of your life, the broken walls of your family, the broken walls of your city, the broken walls of your community, the broken walls of your nation for them to be fixed. Nehemiah was brokenhearted. The essence of this period, and this is the 14th day. We have seven more days to go. And I want to encourage all of us who have not been coming for prayer. Please come. We are just there waiting on God. For God to tell us exactly what it is that we need to pray about. We are not doing prayer points. Your journal is for you to put your prayer points. When you come into prayer, what we are doing is we are waiting on God. And when God drops a prayer in our heart, we, we raise the prayer and we pray together. Nehemiah stood before God, praying and fasting, until he received instruction on what to do. And when he went to do it, he had a breakthrough. By the time he left the king's presence, everything he needed to build the wall of Jerusalem had been supplied. I want you to know that there's provision to meet your need. Provided from the foundation of the wall. I told them in Harrisburg yesterday, I said, 
who would have known that everything needed to take this church from where it started off 60 years ago to where it is today, God had already provided even before we went to Harrisburg to start the church. Can you imagine if we never went there to start the church, if we had stayed in Philadelphia, if we had said, you know, let all the things that God is blessing us with, let us use it for ourselves alone. We wouldn't have that kind of edifice today. We wouldn't have all those souls from different nationalities worshipping there in their own different languages today. That is why we cannot toy with the, with the work of God. As we come together to pray, to wait on God, God will give us the answer that we need to take us to that next level. When you have a special location and you say, hey, we are going out to eat. If you, your special location, if what you can afford is McDonald's and you go to McDonald's, you know it's fast food. <clears throat> you just go there, number one or number two or number three, you know, they give you. It's already pre-packed. But when you have a very special location, maybe it's your 25th wedding anniversary. Maybe it's your 50th wedding anniversary. Maybe it's your, um, maybe it's your 70th birthday. And, you know, your family gathers and says, we want to take you out somewhere special for dinner. I'm not talking about a party. I'm talking about taking you specially somewhere to dinner. Or you want to take your spouse specially to dinner. You, know, you call. Maybe you have a party of 20. You call ahead of time. And you say, we have a special and we want to come out. And they get there to a table. And so by the time you get there, they are ready for you. You sit down and, and you say, what do you have on the menu? What is it that, what is special about this house? And they give you a menu. And you begin to look at it and you begin to ask questions. And um, then if, they, if, if, it's a, if it's a real posh place, they may say, uh, you may say to them, you know what, can you call me the chef? And the chef will come out and you will ask the chef, what's this, what's this, what's this? Uh, or the chef may ask you, what is it that you really, really want? And you tell the chef what it is that you want. That's a process, right? That has already taken some 20, 30 minutes. So the chef goes in after having discussed with you, finding out what it is that you really like, finding out what it is that you really want, and having made suggestions that, look, if you pick that, that isn't what you are going to get. If you pick that, that isn't what you are going to get. But you know from what you are saying, I think this will be the right thing for this group and for you. And, and you say, okay, you go ahead. And he goes and prepares, and the servers come and serve the food. And you sit down there, and you are enjoying a good meal. A good meal, because you have told the chef what you like, and the chef has given you recommendations on how to get exactly what you need. And that is exactly what we are doing with this period of fasting. We are waiting on God and saying, Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. This is where I want to go. And we are saying, but we are depending on your expert knowledge to tell us exactly what it is that we need. Because sometimes we think we need something and it is different from what we actually need. Sometimes we think we have a headache. And actually, it's not a headache that we have. It's actually that we are dehydrated and we need to drink some water. 
But if you take that headache and all you do is you take medication immediately, it's not going to solve the problem. That is why we need to go back to God and say, Lord, sit at our Father's banquet table. Believe me, when we are fasting, we are not fasting. We are sitting at our Father's banquet table and we are putting in an order for something that is great that is about to come. And by the time that meal is served, we are going to have a blast because it will be a meal like we have never eaten before in the mighty name of Jesus. So this next few days, we have seven days left. We have five days left, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Act 6, and then 7. On Sunday, we come here and we just give God praise and we dance and we rejoice. It's a time that you do not want to miss. So in essence, it's a time when we want to build the broken walls. All the walls that have been broken. This is the time we want to build. And I want you to understand that every time you want to build, there will be adversaries that hinder the work. There will be adversaries that hinder the work. When the enemies of Judah and, Bethlehem and Benjamin heard that the exiles that the exiles were building a temple for the Lord, and this is Ezra, because Ezra and Nehemiah used to be one book until, you know, Bible theologians separated them. That the exiles were building a temple for the God, the Lord of Israel. They approached Zerubbabel and the heads of the family saying, let us build with you because like you, we seek your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time of King Exarchadon of Assyria who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the other heads of the family of Israel replied, You have no part with us in building a house for our God. We alone must build it for the Lord, the God of Israel, as Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to build. They hired counselors against them to frustrate their plans. Throughout the reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and down to the reign of Dairos, king of Persia. There will always be people outside who will say, hey, we like what you are doing, we want to join in. But they have another agenda. And when, if you are designing and saying, no, I am focused, I'm not going to be distracted, I'm going to do what God has asked me to do, I'm going to wait on him. They will go and find other means of discouraging. These people, when the children of Israel refused to give them access, the Bible says that they set out to discourage the people of Judah. They set out to make them afraid. They hired counselors against them to frustrate their plan. And they did it throughout the reign of Cyrus, the king of Persia, and Dairos, the king of Persia. That is Ezra chapter 4, I believe. Verse, verse, 30, verse 1 to 4, or verse 1 to 5. So what are we saying? If during this period you are finding that you are hitting a wall of resistance, you are hitting a wall of resistance, if, if you find that Something is coming up against you saying, why are you wasting your time? 
You've done this before. It did not work. It's because. The forces that be want to frustrate you. The forces that be want to discourage you. And when they see that you are not responding, what do they do? They go and gather reinforcements. The Bible says that they went and hired counselors. So the walls of resistance coming against you will not now be coming from one direction. It will be coming from many directions. But if you will stand fast and if you will be resolute, and you will stand during this period, you will have a testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus. I am believing God that the Lord will visit us because this, this period is a time to build the walls. God called us to be builders of the desolate places, to get the desolate places inhabited. And as we wait on God this time, God will strengthen our hands. He says that he teaches our hands to war and our, and our um, uh, uh, fingers to bend a bow. So we, we, we are being equipped and we are being strengthened for battle because God is going to use us to build up desolate places. Desolate destinies will be built up, including yours first. Every cannibalized, um, um, what do you call it, um, uh, uh, destiny in this place will be built up in the name of Jesus. God wants to fix us. And after he has finished fixing us, we will fix other people. We will fix our families. We will fix our communities. We will fix our nations. And we will fix our generation. Nehemiah wept. Nehemiah mourned. Nehemiah fasted. But after that, Nehemiah received provision to build. And in 52 days, the wall of Jerusalem was built. In 21 days, the walls of our life the walls of our families, the walls of our church, the walls of our communities, the wall of our nation, the wall of our destiny will be built. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's not by power. It's not by might. It is by the spirit of the living God. There is a force that is at work with us now. And when that force begins to walk the supernatural power of the almighty God, he makes the things that appear impossible to become possible. And I want you to know that God is working with us. We are going to enter into a season of revival that we usher in a harvest like we have never seen before. I want to employ you, do not allow yourself to be used of the devil do not allow yourself to be used by the enemies of the gospel. Do not allow yourself to be used by the naysayers, the Symbalats and the Tobias who cannot see what God is about to do, but who want to be a part of whatever is good but are not ready to pay the price. You are ready to pay the price. Shut your ears, 
to everything that is contrary to what God is saying for this time and for this season, and you will have a testimony. The Word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.